0: We have been in the book of Isaiah. God bless you. We have been in the book of Isaiah, and uh, we're going to start in Isaiah chapter 24 and verse 19. I have a bunch of scriptures that I want to. Uh, cover here at the front part of the message and then we'll slow down a little bit and then we'll cover some more scripture toward the end of the message. Um, I've entitled this message everything that can be shaken. Everything that can be shaken. Speaking of the shaking of the heavens and the earth that God has promised will come at the end of this age and uh, the earthquakes that are going to be occurring as we get closer and closer to the return of Jesus Christ. I think it's a very interesting uh, study. It's a very interesting series of prophecies in the Bible because the Bible predicts these things very, very specifically numerous times. Um, And we see earthquakes happening really like never before in at least recorded history. And you may say, well, that's because we have more geologists and more sensors but that's absolutely not why we have more earthquakes happening even the geologists who are honest will tell you um, there's just never been recorded in history this many earthquakes taking place all over the world all at the same time with increasing frequency and intensity. And so we want to take some time this morning and look at that. It's a very specific prophecy uh, that Jesus himself told us to look for before he would return for his church and to set up his kingdom. And so I want to read Isaiah chapter 24, verses 19 and 20. Isaiah says this, the earth is violently broken the earth is split open the earth is shaken exceedingly the earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard and shall totter like a hut its transgression shall be heavy upon it and it will fall and will not rise again and as we're going to see, this is specifically talking about the great tribulation period here in Isaiah 24. <clears throat> but this is again uh, a prophecy throughout the scriptures. We're going to we're going to look at a bunch of scriptures here about specifically about earthquakes in the last days. Uh, but there there are more that that we'll probably look at on Wednesday night when we look at the uh, chapter and verse study through Isaiah 24 this Wednesday. And we do meet here Wednesday nights as well. We don't typically announce that. It's on our social media. It's on our website and things. But we're here uh, at 6.30 on Wednesdays, and we're going through the book of Isaiah chapter by chapter, verse by verse here on Wednesday nights at 6.30. You're all welcome to come out for that as well. So I want to go back to verse 1. Of Isaiah 24. And as I said, we're going to look at a, a bunch of scriptures, primarily in Isaiah and then Jeremiah uh, here, about earthquakes. So, Isaiah 24, verse 1 speaks about the tribulation period and the apocalypse that's coming. 24, 1 Behold, the, the Lord makes the earth empty and makes it waste, distorts its surface and scatters abroad its inhabitants, and it shall be as with the people, so with the priest, as with the servant, so with his master, as with the maid, so with her mistress, as with the buyer, so with the seller, as with the lender, so with the borrower, as with the creditor, so with the debtor. Verse 3, the land shall be entirely emptied and utterly plundered for the Lord has spoken this word. And so verse 1 is likely speaking about a polar axis shift where the earth flips on its axis. Some translations actually say the earth will flip or turn upside down. Um, And it is likely that there was a polar axis shift that occurred when Noah's flood occurred. And right now we have something called uh, the South Atlantic anomaly that are perplexing scientists. They really don't know exactly what's going on. There are now two anomalies in the South Atlantic Ocean between the Horn of Africa. Antarctica and South America where the magnetic field is severely weakened. The magnetic field that protects the earth from solar flares and from asteroids and things like this uh, is weakened tremendously and now there are two anomalies. The one anomaly has split. They know that the North Pole is moving toward Russia. It is moving toward Syria and the South Pole is moving. The The molten lava at the center of the earth that spins, which causes the earth to spin on its axis, has nickel and iron and and silver and these other magnetic metals, Uh, and and these metals are turning uh, in a way that they haven't seen before with the magma swirling around the center of the earth, and they know that polar axis shifts happen where the north pole flips to the south and the south pole flips to the north it's happened innumerable, t- innumerable times they say in earth's history some say it happens every 6,000 years some say it happens every 750,000 years they don't really know we don't think the earth is more than six or or 10,000 years old the earth doesn't need to be billions and billions of years old God could speak and he could create the universe uh, in a second or a millisecond if he wants to he doesn't need billions of years to do that um, I'm a young earth creationist. I used to be an old earth Darwinian evolutionist uh, before I was saved. And so uh, I think that there's plenty of evidence for a young earth. But needless to say, the uh, the earth is doing things that we've never seen before, at least from modern history and modern recorded uh, science with um, these polar axis Uh, signs of polar axis shift in these uh, magnetic anomalies in the earth's magnetic field. Verse 4 says, The earth mourns and fades away. The world languishes and fades away. The haughty people of the earth languish. The earth is also defiled under its inhabitants because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinance, broken the everlasting covenant, Therefore, the curse has devoured the earth, and those who dwell in it are desolate. Therefore, the inhabitants of the earth are burned, and few men are left. This is what's coming for planet earth for those who reject Jesus Christ, for those who follow the Antichrist, for those who take the mark of the beast, which is imminent. Um, I, I don't believe the vaccine is the mark of the beast, although I believe I do believe that this technology is being rolled out and the mental conditioning is now taking place to prepare the world to take a mark on their right hand or their forehead. We're being slowly conditioned like the frog being boiled uh, slowly so it won't jump out of the, of the water. And so um, we know that, that the judgment of God must come. The scriptures predict this. And this is going to be a judgment with fire. The first judgment upon the earth was with water, with Noah's flood. God said he'll never flood the earth again, cover the earth again with water. But the second time that he's going to judge the whole earth, it's not going to be with water, it's going to be with fire. And everything on this planet is going to burn. Not, not only is everything on this planet going to burn, uh, it's all going to burn. Think about that with everything that you put so much value in here, materially, physically on this earth. It's all going to burn. You can't take it with you. All you can do really is send it ahead by giving it to God now, uh, the first fruits and so forth. But it is going to be shaken in a way that the earth has never been shaken to where everything that can be shaken will be shaken and those things will remain that cannot be shaken. Everything that is man-made is going to be shaken the ground every building every skyscraper everything of man is going to collapse when jesus christ comes back and god is going to rebuild and renew the earth and make it again like the garden of eden was it's going to be perfect when jesus comes back but before he comes back it's all going to crumble it's all going to be shaken to the ground and it's all going to burn If you go back to Isaiah chapter 2, Isaiah actually uh, talks a lot about this. He talks a lot about the earth being shaken violently as a judgment of God. Isaiah chapter 2 and verse 17 says this, The loftiness of man shall be bowed down, and the haughtiness of men shall be brought low. The Lord alone will be exalted in that day, but the idols he will utterly abolish. They shall go into the holes of the rocks and into the caves of the earth from the terror of the Lord and the glory of his majesty when he arises to shake the earth mightily. God says he's going to shake the earth mightily. And this is specifically detailed for us in Revelation chapter 6. We'll look at that a little bit later. In that day a man will cast away his idols of silver and his idols of gold, which they made, each for himself to worship, to the moles and the bats, to go into the clefts of the rocks and into the crags of the rugged rocks from the terror of the Lord and the glory of his majesty, when he arises to shake the earth mightily. He says it again, when he arises to shake the earth mightily mightily sever yourselves from such a man whose breath is in his nostrils for of what account is he isaiah chapter 13 verse 11 isaiah says this god speaking well we could read to back up to verse 9 of isaiah 13 behold the day of the lord comes cruel with both wrath and fierce anger to lay the land desolate And he will destroy its sinners from it. For the stars of heaven and their constellations will not give their light. The sun will be darkened in its going forth. And the moon will not cause its light to shine. Verse 11. I will punish the world for its evil. And the wicked for their iniquity. I will halt the arrogance of the proud. And will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. I will make mortal man... Uh, I will make a mortal more rare than fine gold, a man more than the golden wedge of Ophir. Verse 13, therefore, I will shake the heavens and the earth will move out of her place in the wrath of the Lord of hosts and in the day of his fierce anger. And then, of course, Isaiah 24, we already read that. Verses 18 to 23, Isaiah again speaks about this. Skipping to Jeremiah chapter 4, the prophet Jeremiah speaks about this in verse 19. O my soul, my soul, I am pained in my very heart. My heart makes a noise in me. I cannot hold my peace. Because you have heard, O my soul, the sound of the trumpet, the alarm of war. Destruction upon destruction is cried, for the whole land is plundered. Suddenly my tents are plundered and my curtains in a moment. How long will I see the standard and hear the sound of the trumpet? For my people are foolish. They have not known me. They are silly children and they have no understanding. They are wise to do evil, but to do good they have no knowledge. I beheld the earth and indeed it was without form and void and the heavens had no light. I beheld the mountains, and indeed they trembled, and all the hills moved back and forth. I beheld, and indeed there was no man, and all the birds of the heavens had fled. I beheld, and indeed the fruitful land was a wilderness, and all its cities were broken down at the presence of the Lord by his fierce anger. For thus says the Lord, the whole land shall be desolate, yet I will not make a full end For this shall the earth mourn, and the heavens above be black. Because I have spoken, I have purposed, and I will not relent, nor will I turn back from it. The whole city shall flee, verse 29, from the noise of the horsemen and the bowmen. They shall go into the thickets and climb up on the rocks. Every city shall be forsaken, and not a man shall dwell in it. And so again, the Lord is speaking here prophetically through his prophets about the great tribulation period. This is something that's gonna shake the whole earth. It's gonna affect the heavens. It's gonna affect the sun, the moon, uh, and the stars. 23, he says, I beheld the earth, and indeed it was without form, uh, and it it was void. It says, the whole land shall be desolate, and the whole earth shall mourn, and the heavens shall uh, be black. Uh, I beheld the mountains they trembled the hills moved back and forth so this is not just speaking locally of Judah and Jerusalem of the prophet Jeremiah he's speaking about the whole earth this is what is to come for planet earth and again I don't worry about it I don't fear this Uh, we need to be aware we need to be prepared we need to be wise But we don't need to be afraid. Uh, And I again do not believe the church will be here for this time. Uh, Sadly I think a lot of our loved ones will probably uh, be here. Because they are not following Christ. And they will not be taken at the rapture. Uh, but they will probably get saved. Our loved ones will probably get saved during the great tribulation period. I hope that many will not line up to take the mark of the beast when they know that the, the beast is the devil's man and they're worshiping Satan when they take the mark of the beast. I think that most people would rather die than worship the devil. Um, uh, and I don't believe that we're going to be here as the church for this. But there will be an innumerable people, a uh, number of people who will be slain. During the great tribulation period. Uh, But ultimately if they choose Christ they will save their souls although they will lose their lives at that time. Now why did God pour out his wrath upon Israel, his people? Um, Why did God pour out his wrath upon Judah and Jerusalem, his people? Well it was primarily because if you study the prophets and you study the scriptures, the chronicles and and the records in the kings and so forth of Israel and Judah... Uh, you see that they went after other gods. Primarily, God would judge his people or any people that would enter into human sacrifice. And ultimately, idolatry always leads to human sacrifice if you study uh, the ancient world. We know the Aztecs and the Mayans and these would cut out the hearts of the virgins and eat the hearts. This is 500 years ago in South America and Central America. Uh, We know they would throw uh, the virgins and the young children into volcanoes in order to appease the gods of the volcanoes. And, of course, we think, well, these are primitive people. These are people that don't know anything. They don't know what they're doing. They don't understand science and geology and these things. Um, and, And yet, the idea of human sacrifice started way, way, way back, actually, in history with the Sumerians. Uh, in ancient Samaria, right after Noah's flood, they began to, uh, really within just a few generations of Noah, the Samarians began to offer human sacrifice. And they began to worship the god, the god called Baal or Baal. Now Baal was, went by many names to different peoples. He was also called uh, Molech and often related to the worship of Baal or Molech, what was required to worship this god was to offer human sacrifice, the blood often of innocent children. Uh, the um, consort or the wife to the god Baal was Ashtoreth who went by other names like Ishtar, Uh, like Venus for the Romans, Diana for the Greeks. It was the goddess of fertility. So the goddess of fertility was uh, the wife of Baal, who was this god of power or this god of pleasure or this god of uh, money. Uh, Molech and and, and Mammon also really find their roots uh, in Baal worship or Baal worship. And you could go again all the way back to the ancient... Sumerians to see when they started offering human sacrifices uh, to Baal. Now, the way that they would get these babies, typically people would not want to just offer up their babies, sometimes they did, uh, to these gods, but often they had to find a creative way to to have these babies to offer as sacrifices to Baal or to Molech. And so what they would do is they would set up a temple for the goddess of fertility, Ashtoreth. And they would have temple prostitutes who would work at the temple of Asherah, the goddess of fertility. And what they would do is they would sell little pornographic statues. I've been to Jerusalem. I've been to the uh, uh, ancient libraries and and, and the ancient uh, places there where they have the archaeology, the museums and so forth in Jerusalem. And they have uncovered in Jerusalem, in Israel... In Judah, they've recovered these little pornographic statues. And the little pornographic statues was what they would sell at these, at these temples with these prostitutes. And what they would do is they would inflame the passions primarily of the men by selling them pornography. They would get stimulated sexually by the pornography. They would want to satisfy their lust. And so then they would conveniently have prostitutes that would work there for the temple of Diana, of Venus, or of Ashtoreth or Ishtar. And the men would go and satisfy their passions and their lusts with the prostitutes. Of course, you'd end up with a whole bunch of unwanted babies. Nobody really wanted these babies. And and they would take these babies and they would offer them as a human sacrifice to Baal, sometimes they would cannibalize the babies. Sometimes they would eat the baby's hearts or their uh, organs. Sometimes they would drink the baby's blood. Sometimes they would take the babies alive and they would put them into the statue of Baal, where the arms would be outstretched. They would fill the back of the statue uh, with wood and with fire until the statue was glowing red typically in the middle of the night and then they would put the living baby screaming baby onto the arms and they would be burned to death this is historical you could look all of this up this is not something made up by the pastors and the christians uh to have a point in a sermon this is history uh and this is what they did and so god had to judge those who were killing innocent babies Even if it was his own people that were killing innocent babies. And he did. He judged them severely and swiftly because of their worship of these other gods. And primarily, specifically, because of their human uh, sacrifice. Where they would offer children and human beings as a sacrifice to these gods. You know, we are, uh, the world is commemorating the 48th anniversary of Roe versus Wade. Where abortion was legalized in January of 1973 Uh, I'm 48 years old I'll be 49 years old this year but Roe v. Wade uh, is 48 years old today the legalized abortion of babies here in America for the last 48 years And no matter how we voted and how many people we put in Congress and and at the governor's mansions and how many judges have been appointed and how many Supreme Court justices have been appointed, do you know that they are still, to this day, murdering millions of babies every single year? It's over 62 or 63 million babies that have legally been aborted. Who knows how many that they haven't counted have been aborted here in America since Roe v. Wade in 1973 in New York they actually allow them to kill a baby that survives an abortion. They herald this as a woman's right to choose and isn't it wonderful that if a woman decides that she does not want her child after she's nine months pregnant eight and a half nine months pregnant and this is a fully formed child this is a human being that she still has the right and doctors will not be called murderers if they kill that baby at nine months old. As a matter of fact, they used to do a partial birth abortion. It's supposed to be banned, but I'm sure it still happens in some places because you really can't trust these people. They're not honest. They're not going to tell you if they're doing partial birth abortions. Will they actually take the baby out alive and then kill it while it's halfway out of the womb? Now, the unbelievable thing is that they actually sell the baby's body parts. This is a fact. They take the baby's body parts from the aborted fetuses and they sell it to different centers for stem cell research, for medical products, for scientific discoveries, and for healthcare products for the super rich and the super elite. This is true. I've researched this for myself. It's horrific. It's brutal. It's barbaric, really. But it's happening right here in America. So, when you don't think that God really should judge America, you think we're a good nation and we deserve just God's blessings, be aware we also deserve God's wrath. It's been His mercy that He has not poured out His wrath on America uh, for these last 48 years since we legalized abortion. Uh, And we've never overturned it, you know. Every single state in the union, no matter who's in power, abortions are still legalized in America, in all 50 states. And so, uh, keep that in mind, you know, when when we talk about these ideas of uh, of the judgment of God. Many of you perhaps don't know, there was an undercover uh, operation, like a sting operation, where they were videotaping Planned Parenthood executives... Uh, with Project Veritas, and they were actually admitting that they are taking the baby's hearts, the baby's lungs, and the baby's livers from aborted babies, aborted fetuses, and they were selling them because they get more money if they have an intact little heart, intact little lungs, intact little liver. The livers are very valuable, apparently, when they sell the body parts. So this is, again, fact. Sometimes they would even, and they admit this, take the baby alive, cut open the baby while it's alive in order to get the heart while it's still beating because it's more valuable. Do you think God sees what's going on? I mean, do you think that God needs to do something to stop this? If a nation is, is murdering its own babies and, and harvesting their body parts... For the super rich and the super elite to, to supposedly live forever? This is not science fiction, guys. This is happening. These are facts that I'm telling you right now. It's, 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 uh, it is just barbaric. It is beyond uh, the pale. How could anybody do this to their, to, to their most vulnerable population? And so God is angry. He's angry with the wicked Every day, the scriptures say, and America will soon feel his wrath and his sore displeasure. As Billy Graham said many times, if God does not judge America, he's going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. Think about that, because we're worse than Sodom and Gomorrah with what we tolerate, with what we send out of Hollywood all over the world. And with the child trafficking, the sex trafficking, the human trafficking, we lead the world in human trafficking in America, although it is something that is not widely publicized or widely known. So as we read these predictions and these prophecies of the judgment of God being poured out upon the earth, don't think that it's mean of God or that it's wrong of God. God does everything right. What he does is always right and just and true. He's just, he's righteous, he's perfect. And so we just need to understand what the Bible says is coming for this world. In Joel chapter 2, we read this. The earth quakes before them, the heavens tremble, the sun and the moon grow dark, and the stars diminish their brightness. The Lord gives voice before his army, for his camp is very great. For strong is the one who executes his word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. And who can endure it? The day of the Lord is another name for the great tribulation period. The day of the wrath of God being poured out upon a wicked people. Verse 12 says, Now therefore says the Lord, Turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. So, rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. Who knows if he will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. And so, God is always calling his people to repentance. He doesn't want to judge his people. He doesn't want to judge the human race. He wants us to turn from our sins and to turn from our wicked ways and to turn to him and to obey him and to seek to live for him and to please him. And he's slow to anger. He's so gracious and he's so merciful and he's of great kindness and he relents doing harm. But eventually, eventually, The stench of the sin of man must be responded by a holy God. He must respond to the wickedness of man. Otherwise, he's not the holy God that the Bible declares he is. God must judge sin if he is holy. Verse 15 says Blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and nursing babies. Let the bridegroom go out from his chamber and the bride from her dressing room. Let the priests who minister to the Lord weep between the porch and the altar. Let them say, spare your people, O Lord, and do not give your heritage to reproach that the nations should rule over them. Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? And so, It starts with the household of God. Judgment begins in the household of God, according to to Peter. And God says, be ye holy to his people, for I am holy. In chapter 3 of Joel, in verse 19, we read this. Proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. Wake up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. Assemble and come, all you nations, and gather together all around. Cause your mighty ones to go down there, O Lord. Let the nations be wakened and come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat, for there I will sit to judge all the surrounding nations. Put in the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Come, go down, for the winepress is full, the vats overflow, for their wickedness is great. Verse 14. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. The sun and the moon will grow dark, and the stars will diminish their brightness. The Lord also will roar from Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem. The heavens and the earth will shake. But the Lord will be a shelter for his people and the strength of the children of Israel. So you shall know that I am the Lord your God dwelling in Zion, my holy mountain. Then Jerusalem shall be holy and no aliens shall ever pass through her again. So there's going to be a point where God is just going to come down and he's going to judge this planet once and for all. And it's all going to burn We're not going to be here. You don't have to worry. The church is not going to be here for this. The church cannot be here for the great tribulation period. Again, we are the body of Christ. The wrath of God was poured out upon Christ's body only one time forever on the cross of Calvary. We are now his body. He's not going to pour his wrath out upon his own body. He's going to take us to be with Jesus at the rapture. We're going to be in heaven while all of this is taking place, I truly, truly believe that God is not going to judge us along with Satan and those who are worshiping Satan. Come out of her my people, he says, and be ye separate. He's going to take us to be with him before he pours this wrath out. But Jesus did tell us to be prepared that we're going to see the signs of his return with increasing frequency and intensity these signs that he predicts are coming are going to come like the birth pangs of a woman about to give a birth to a baby labor pains to where the labor pains come with greater frequency and intensity until the baby is born that's what jesus described as his coming it's going to be like the baby being born all of these are signs and labor pains leading up to the baby being born speaking of jesus coming into his kingdom and coming to set up his kingdom here upon the earth In Matthew chapter 24, Jesus says this in verse 7. He says, For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, and pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. Note that famines, pestilences, that would be diseases or viruses, and earthquakes in various places. Right now, we see famines taking place all over the world, not just because of COVID, but because of plagues of locusts, biblical plagues of locusts that have hit the Middle East, uh, India, Egypt, Africa uh, last spring, and uh, so there are many, many tens of millions of people who are facing starvation conditions around the world, um, even prior to COVID hitting, COVID is adding a a real monkey wrench into the organizations that typically ship food and grain and so forth and rice to the poor peoples around the world. And so famine is a very real thing taking place right now in uh, 2021 on planet Earth. We have pestilences or diseases rampant around the whole Earth. The whole Earth is responding to this mutating virus that was likely uh, developed in a lab as a biological weapon initially in Wuhan, China. And so we see pestilences taking place. We see famines taking place. And we see earthquakes taking place all over the world. There are five volcanoes actively erupting right now around the world. Five. Geologists tell us that in history they've never seen more than five volcanoes simultaneously all erupting with lava flows. All at the same time. In all of recorded history, they say there's never been more than five. Well, right now we have five volcanoes that are erupting around the world. We have earthquakes taking place uh, all over the world. Jesus says all of these are the beginning of sorrows or birth pangs. The sorrows of a woman in labor is literally what he's saying here. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation to kill you. You will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Earthquakes, pestilences, Famines, all predicted to come with increasing frequency and intensity. In Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 25, the author to the Hebrews said this, See that you do not refuse him who speaks. For if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on the earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven. Whose voice then shook the earth, but now he has promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now, this, yet once more, indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken, as of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, Let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. And so God is predicting everything that's man-made will be shaken at the end to the ground. Everything that can be shaken, everything that's made by man will be shaken, will be destroyed at this time, at the end of the great tribulation period. Uh, and only those things that are eternal, only those things that are of the kingdom of God cannot be shaken. Now, I encourage you to, to really follow what's going on with uh, with these earthquakes, because I've been, I've been tracking earthquakes for as long as I've been a Christian, probably 25 years. I've been studying prophecy the whole time, teaching prophecy, uh, since I've been a teacher, 20, 20 plus years or whatever, uh, teaching on prophecy, and, and nobody's ever seen earthquakes like this taking place before, and volcanoes erupting. I know the media is not talking a lot about it. They typically don't report on it unless there's a lot of people that are dying, but let me just read to you just some, um, Headlines of some news articles about earthquakes uh, taking place right now, all around the world. Three days ago, there was an Indonesian earthquake that was a 6.8 magnitude. Initially, they said it was a 7.2, then they dropped it to 7.0. Now they're saying it's a 6.8 magnitude tremor that hit the Talud Islands near... The Philippines, the poor people in Indonesia, they had a tsunami as a result of this earthquake and they've been dealing with COVID. Uh, You know, they had the tidal wave and the earthquake and so forth. Um, Mount Etna is erupting. This is three days ago. Europe's largest volcano, Mount Etna in Italy, lets loose. So there's an earthquake in Italy, Mount Etna, that is erupting. Um, This is another article a Stone Mountain woman dies after suffering injuries during volcan- volcano eruption. A Metro Atlanta woman succumbed to her injuries after being burned in a New Zealand volcanic eruption. Um, this was, uh, there was a number of people, more than a dozen people killed when this volcano in New Zealand erupted On White Island on December 9th, killing over a dozen people and burning many others. They were on a cruise ship, I believe, and they got off the cruise ship to see this volcano and it erupted while they were there and killed a bunch of people. Uh, Reuters, three days ago, earthquake rattles Cyprus. No immediate reports of damage. This was a 5.3 earthquake, which if you've been in an earthquake before, anything above a 5.0, you really feel it shaking. It may not do tremendous damage, but typically uh, these could be forerunners to bigger earthquakes. Um, Four days ago, Africa's deadly 1,000 Celsius degree fire lake in the Congo. There is a major eruption in the Congo uh, of a, a volcano taking place there in the middle of the uh, jungle we have a strong earthquake causes injuries and damage and power outages in Argentina this is five days ago this is on AccuWeather Uh, shaking was felt as far away as Chile's capital of Santiago uh, Santiago, after a 6.4 magnitude earthquake struck northwestern Argentina on Monday night, several injuries have been reported, but there have not been any official reports of fatalities so far. So, this was just on January 19th a 6.4 magnitude earthquake. Two volcanoes are erupting on Java Island, um, and this is uh, Mount Merapi on the island of Java. This is also in Indonesia. So, Indonesia has a volcano erupting, they had a big earthquake. They have COVID and they had a tidal wave, all that just happened within the last week. Um, And so this is a major eruption that's taking place there in Indonesia. Two volcanoes on Java are erupting, it says. This is Forbes magazine. This is from six days ago. Everything I'm telling you is in like the last seven days. This is not like over the last 10 years or the last six months. This is happening right now. Um, Six days ago, the Kansas City Star- More than 100 earthquakes strike near Oregon volcano in a single day, geologists say. Even the geologists are concerned. This is not normal to have 100 earthquakes strike near an Oregon volcano in a single day. This is six days ago. Quake, this is Reuters, one week ago. Quake death toll at 78 as Indonesia struggles with a string of disasters. Uh, one week ago, Mount Simaru erupting volcano spews ash above Indonesia's Java Island. Earthquake. One week ago, of Reuters. Earthquake of a magnitude 6.4 strikes Tatar Strait in Russia. Uh, one week ago, earthquakes continue to rumble, rumble Kilauea at Hawaii's Volcanoes National Park. There's an earthquake erupting in Hawaii right now. Um, I, I, I could go on. I mean, there, there, it's, it's just, that's just in the last week, guys. That's not normal. It's not normal to have that many volcanoes erupting all at the same time. You guys have lived a long time. Do you ever remember this happening in your lifetime? Anybody who's over 50, 60, 70 years old, ever remember hearing about this happening in your lifetime? All these earthquakes, all these volcanoes. Now let me go to another site that I follow. It's called My Shake, And I encourage you to check this out. This will really blow your mind. My shake, I believe it's put together by the U.S. Geological Services and the other geological services around the world to monitor earthquakes around the world. And so I have it marked for earthquakes over 5.0. It won't give me any earthquakes under 5.0. But let me just tell you the earthquakes over 5.0 that have occurred uh, just in the last few days. In New Zealand, there was a 5.2 earthquake today. In Tajikistan, there was a 5.2 earthquake today. In Indonesia there was a 5.0 earthquake today. In Africa there was a 5.1 earthquake today. In the Philippines there was a 5.2 earthquake today. In Indonesia there was another 5.1 earthquake today. In the South Shetland Islands there was a 5.5 earthquake today. This is all today. This is all January 24, 2021 Yesterday, the 23rd, there was a 5.2 in Fiji. There was a 5.8 in New Zealand yesterday. There was a 5.8 in Via Presidente Frié Nuova, which is in South America. Uh, yesterday, there was a 5.0 in the South Shetland Islands. There was also a 5.4 yesterday in the South Shetland Islands. And there was a 6.9 earthquake in the South Shetland Islands yesterday. In Papua New Guinea, there was a 5.5 earthquake yesterday. In the Fiji Islands, there was a 5.5 earthquake yesterday. In Papua New Guinea, there was another 5.2 earthquake yesterday. The day before that, in Papua New Guinea, there was a 5.7 earthquake. In China... On the 22nd, there was a 5.0 earthquake. In the Kermadoc Islands on the 22nd, there was a 5.6 earthquake. A 5.0 in the North Mid-Atlantic region. Another 5.0 in the North Atlantic region. There was a 7.0 in the Philippines on the 21st. That's three days ago, a 7.0. In Peru, on the 20th, there was a 5.3 earthquake. There was also a 5.5 earthquake in Peru and a 5.1 earthquake on the 20th. There was a 5.5 in Oaxacat, uh, I'm not sure where that is. A 5.1 in Vanatawa. Uh, there was a 5.2 in Dili, Timor leste on the 18th. In Argentina, there was a 5.3 on the 18th. And there was a 6.4 earthquake in Posito, Argentina, on January 18th. I could go on and on and on. This is not normal, guys. It's not normal. To have this many earthquakes and volcanoes taking place all over the world simultaneously. Interesting that God predicted an increase in the frequency and intensity specifically of earthquakes before Jesus Christ comes back. In Revelation chapter 6 and verse 12 we see... At the end of the tribulation period, as Christ is coming back to judge the Antichrist and to uh, destroy the kingdom of the Antichrist and all of his followers and to set up his kingdom, we read this, Revelation 6 and verse 12. I looked when he opened the sixth seal, and behold, there was a great earthquake. Notice that. A great earthquake when Jesus breaks the sixth seal on the scroll. And the sun became black as sackcloth of hair and the moon became like blood and the stars of heaven fell to the earth as a fig tree drops its late figs when it is shaken by a mighty wind. Remember that uh, the book of Revelation says that there are going to be 100 pound hailstones that are going to fall upon the earth at this time. 100 pound, 90 to 100 pound hailstones. A talent, the weight of a uh, a talent. Uh, and, And it is going to be terribly destructive it could be stars it could be asteroids or meteors falling to the earth uh, or it could be volcanoes that are erupting exploding and then the rocks coming down on the people of the volcanoes exploding but it says the stars of the heaven fell to the earth as a fig tree drops its lake figs when shaken by a mighty wind verse 14 then the sky is receded as a scroll or rolls up like a scroll when it is rolled up, and every mountain and island was moved out of its place. It actually says that every island is going to go underwater during this time. Every island is going to be buried with the ocean at this time later in the book of Revelation. Verse 15: The kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave and every free man hid themselves in the caves and in the rocks of the mountains. And said to the mountains and the rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath has come and who is able to stand? That's why I know the church cannot be here because it's the wrath of Jesus being poured out upon the Antichrist. Jesus is not going to pour his wrath out upon himself, his body. It's illogical, it's irrational to even think that that could be a possibility. We won't be here. We're going to be in heaven. Now, Isaiah 26, this is where I want to leave us here this morning. And we'll go into more details about this. Uh, If you're interested in this subject, we'll go into more details on Wednesday night on this when we're going through our chapter and verse study through Isaiah. But Isaiah 26 is very interesting because Isaiah 26 is talking about God pouring out his wrath and, and, and basically bringing in his kingdom here on the earth. And we read this in Isaiah 26 and verse 12. Lord, you will establish peace for us. So these are God's people. This would be you and me, the people of God, the children of God. Today, we are, we are the, the children of God. We are the church. We're his bride, Christians. Lord, you will establish peace for us. For you have also done all our works in us. O Lord, our God, Other masters besides you have had dominion over us, but by you only we make mention of your name. These are the people who have repented of their sins and trusted Christ for salvation. He says in verse 14, they are dead, they will not live, they are deceased, they will not rise. Therefore you have punished and destroyed them and made all their memory to perish. You have increased the nation, O Lord. You have increased the nation. You are glorified. You have expanded all the borders of the land. Lord, in trouble they have visited you. They poured out a prayer when your chastening was upon them. As a woman with child is in pain and cries out in her birth pangs when she draws near the time of her delivery, so have we been in your sight, O Lord." We have been with child, we have been in pain, we have as it were brought forth wind, we have not accomplished any deliverance in the earth, nor have the inhabitants of the world fallen. Verse 19, your dead shall live, together with my dead body they shall arise. Awake and sing, you who dwell in the dust, for your dew is like the dew of herbs, And the earth shall cast out its dead. This is speaking of the resurrection of the dead, guys. The resurrection of the righteous. The resurrection of the saints. The rapture of the church in the Old Testament book of Isaiah. He says in verse 21, For behold, the Lord comes out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth will also disclose her blood and will no more cover her her slain but interesting here verse 20 come my people enter your chambers shut your doors behind you hide yourself as it were for a little moment until the indignation of the Lord and his wrath is past. notice the order there's God's people who are crying out to God they've turned to him they've repented of their sins God distinguishes between his people and those who are not his people he talks about the rapture. Your dead shall live together with my body. Isaiah is including himself. They shall arise, awake, sing, you who dwell in the dust. For your dew is the dew of herbs. The earth shall cast out its dead. And then he says, come my people, enter your chambers, shut your doors behind you, hide yourself as it were for a little moment until the indignation is past. For the, behold, the Lord comes out of his place to punish the inhabitant. You see, we're not going to be here when God pours out his wrath. That's what he's saying. He's going to rapture us. We're his people. He's going to hide us, as it were, in the mansions in heaven. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. If it were not so, I would have told you. In my Father's house are many mansions. And he's preparing a place for us. He said, I'm going to come again and receive you to myself, that where I am there you may be also. These are what he's talking about. We're going to go into the chambers. We're going to shut the door behind us. We're not going to be here when the indignation is poured out upon the earth we're going to be with our father in our father's house with Jesus in heaven so we don't have to fear what's coming we don't have to fear the judgment that's coming what we have to do is be the watchman on the wall who are blowing the trumpet that this is imminent this is going to happen we don't know when we don't know how many more years or months or days or centuries or decades we just don't know no one knows the day or the hour jesus said but we certainly see the signs of the times that we have to be close and so we want to get the word of god out there we want to get the gospel message out there we want to preach christ we want to preach salvation through repentance of our sins repenting agreeing with god that we're sinners crying out to jesus to save us asking god to save us he's faithful He'll save you. He'll deliver you. He'll forgive you. He'll cleanse you. He'll give you his Holy Spirit. You'll be born again by his Spirit. And you'll never be separated from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And God, help us to turn back to him as a nation before we extend his grace to the point where he doesn't show grace anymore. Because there's going to come a point where his wrath must be poured out upon a nation as wicked as America and and really a world as wicked as we are. Um, It's just, um, it's amazing how the Bible predicted these things with such detail and such accuracy. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word that tells us the future in advance, Lord. We thank you that we do not have to fear your wrath, Lord, For you are pouring out your wrath upon your enemies, not upon your children, Lord. Not upon your bride. Not upon your body. We thank you, Lord God, that we know what's coming, Lord. You've told us the future in advance. Lord, help us to be bold witnesses for you with our friends, our co-workers, our loved ones, Lord. While we are still able to preach the gospel, Lord, may we preach the gospel. May we be living epistles known and read by all men, Lord, maybe be those who put on Christ, who died to self, Lord. Paul the Apostle said, "I die daily, that we have to crucify our flesh, we have to mortify our sinful nature every day, Father. Help us, Lord, God, to be strong. Help us to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves, Lord. Help us not to cast our pearls before the swine and give what is holy to the dogs, as you said, Jesus, lest they turn and tear you to pieces. Father, we pray to be fruitful for you, Jesus. We know if we abide in the vine, we will bear much fruit. And we know that the fruit of the Spirit is love. Lord, bless your people. If anyone is here that does not yet know you, I pray that today would be the day that they would surrender their life fully and completely to Christ. No longer living for themselves, but living for you, Jesus, the things that cannot be shaken. Bless your people, I pray, Father. Strengthen us for the days ahead. If you have questions, comments, and prayer requests, email us at podcast at gmail.com. We would be honored to pray for you, as we hope you are praying for us. Good day and God bless from City on a Hill Church to Hachapi, California.